0: What's up guys? And welcome back to Sawyer Saloon. Today with me for the very first ever video podcast that I have, Mr. Cody Cross. Cody, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. I just <laughs> got you on Snapchat. That was really cool. So a camera video and a camera.
0: I love it. It's a little camera-ception. You need to get Christopher yeah. Nolan in here to write a movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving past the awkward joke. So, Cody, you're a realtor, is that correct? So, what? Yes, correct. how would you say that the, uh, the coronavirus is affecting your business right now?
1: I think to sum it all up, it's really just been very interesting. Um, like any other industry, everything's been changing very quickly. So, the real estate market's still doing really well. There's a lot of people buying homes, selling homes. Um, I think the biggest fears are people who just don't want to interact with people that are so, like one of the, one of the regulations going on is not regulations, but I guess recommendations is if someone is living in the home that's for sale, they don't want anybody walking around in it. So that's changed a little bit. Uh, but as far as the market and as far as things are moving, um, it hasn't really slowed down much. It's just people are getting scared of running into each other. And uh, there's a couple of title of companies that have been staying like staying open to be able to close deals. Lenders can essentially work from their laptops. Um, you know. It, a lot of it's probably going to go to this, like what's going on here, like me bringing a, a phone with me to different properties. And then, um, you know, as like an initial walkthrough, and then maybe they come later. So it's just been really cool so far. It's been changing a lot.
0: Yeah. You know, actually, so many people have been on the internet that I saw they were having to, uh, like YouTube, they couldn't show out like the highest quality video. They had to cut back on it because. So much internet was being used because everyone's just at home that they didn't want basically the internet to crash, which I think is I, I think it's crazy, you know, because we never really
1: think oh, about wow. it as like a
0: about that. yeah, yeah. We never think about dude, it as like a that. thing that we could actually do. If the internet crashes, what's everybody gonna do? You know, everybody's gonna go out. That's when you really have a problem. You know, you think, oh wow, what if the grocery store closes? What happens if Jim Bob can't get on YouTube? I mean, that's that's gonna be a big issue too. You know. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely working online. I think that's, if that's a skill you haven't mastered yet for your business, people who haven't done that, they're in trouble. And they're having to figure out right now because now's the time to do it. If you have it.
1: Yeah, I think right now is the time to focus on building more brand than selling anything. Um, just by making content like this, like just these little things as much as we can and just learning from this time that we're in. So, what do you think is going to happen with, uh, <laughs> dude, you got to stop drinking the water. <laughs> At least drink it quickly, so it's not as...
0: I'm doing that on purpose. Let's keep it rolling.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, how do you think this is going to affect the comedy industry as far as just from what you've seen, not, not necessarily as a whole, but from the shows that you've gone to and the way that you're going to try to do, how do you think that's going to affect what your plans were
0: so as far as my plans i don't i the only thing i see this as is a setback because all the people all the places that i've hooked up with events for whatever they still want to do it it's just a matter of waiting until all of this blows over so we actually can do it. so as far as that i don't think it's that big of an issue because i can keep making online stuff i keep making tiktoks i keep making youtube videos whatever uh you we're know, working on a new father Dan video so that's gonna be a, uh, that's gonna be a good one but it's just like you said building up stuff online and the cool thing about it is that being a comedian it doesn't have to stop just because you can't do the shows like you can still you're still creating content and building a brand but also still kind of performing while everything's going on
1: so dude what if you made like a role play book with other comics? Like oh. you got on this, this zoom thing mm-hmm. and y'all like role played jokes to see how y'all could like, you know, doing better. Kind of like a script, like a salesperson script.
0: I like it. Yeah. I, so I've actually, I'm actually doing
1: that. I've got a few people that Hold I'm on, getting, I got to go yeah. shut my door, dude. My freaking, uh... you're good. You're good. My faucet was dripping and had to fill up a plate full of water. I could just hear it dripping slowly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, couldn't take it anymore. Hey, man. So here we are.
0: You're too hard. What is the What were
1: we on? Were we talking about? Yeah, you should do these Zoom meetings with other comics. Yes. And That's definitely,
0: um, uh, definitely my plan because like, I have new material and stuff, and I thought about what if I go online. It's not something you can really post on Facebook. Because if you're posting all of your material, then it's like nobody's nobody's going to want to come and see. You know, they can watch it anytime. No, no,
1: just, just Just like schedule 30-minute meetings with other comedians or something. Exactly, yeah. Or, like, 15 of y'all at one time, like, just going, I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. How many shows have you already had to cancel so far?
0: I had a show in Baton Rouge I had to cancel. Uh, Three shows in Lake Charles I had to cancel. A show in Lafayette. I don't really know about that one yet. It's later on in May. It'll probably be canceled. But, so, that's five shows already. And I've been making contact with other places – really expanded into Houston and Texas. Uh, Dallas is huge. Uh, they have a big improv comedy club. That's, they have one in Dallas, Arlington, uh, Houston. And, but it's all part of the same, the same company and they have them in like New York or whatever. So I've been getting in touch with them. So really the next step is as soon as this comes up and we can do another show, uh, I've got a cameraman, I've got a guy who's going to be there. He's going to set up. And cause I need to send in a video of like just my best stuff submitted to them because that's how they choose who performs at the comedy club. So that's kind of the next step. Cause once oh, wow. I get to shows like that, that's, so that's it's basically just a lot of preparation. I know what I need to do and everything. Now I have basically having limited time to prepare for it. So I'm getting it all done as quickly as possible. So that way I can see like, okay, so I've got all of here done. Now what else can I move on to? Supposed to just like wait until the last minute to actually get in contact with these people so that's that's kind of the move here that's how I plan on being on top of this thing when it's over. How do you plan on being on top of this thing when it's over
1: same thing I mean just preparing for um, whenever things get back to normal because there's a as a person that's doing something you do this person's call me five times um, you want to be top of mind. So like if someone thinks about real estate, I'd like for them to think about me and then call me if they have a question. So the the big question is how do you do that and how do you do that effectively? And one thing I'm not going to do is spend any money on advertising. So like I have some goals set up this year that yeah. I'm trying to sell X amount of number of houses without using any kind of paid advertising. So the game is trying to figure out how to do it on social media platforms of course and other mediums. And uh, just do it with no money. That's really the play. If you really wanted to do it, you really want to do it right. Then you you need to be spending thousands of dollars a month on Facebook ads, Zillow ads, um, other stuff too. So I'm trying to do as much as I can without having to pay for anything, which is really just for fun. I want to see if I, how much I can do organically without spending money.
0: Yeah. So how has it been working for you doing it the online
1: way? It's been really good. I mean, I haven't spent like a single dollar on advertising and I've already closed like I think 12 deals in seven months. So 12
0: of those were from the social media stuff that you've been running so far. Yeah. You know,
1: just from doing messages, video, phone calls, no money. Now I think if I start spending money, I could, you know, probably double it. But if I start spending money on advertising, I want to spend like, you know, 2,500 bucks a month just on Zillow ads or whatever else. But, I don't know, dude. It's it's just a crazy time right now with this whole virus thing going on. I'm just super interested with the whole thing. It's the I think one of the most crazy things is having people that are 60 years old that I talk to frequently, just about you know business and any kind of advice. It's like a mentor, right? And they don't even know what to do at all. Like they have no clue. So I think that's fascinating. Kind of like leveled the playing field as far as like. What could happen. And I think for our generation, it's a really good thing that it's like, that we're, it's a good thing in the aspect that we're faced with adversity and we're trying to figure out how to overcome it. But we're aware now more than ever that something like this can happen at any given moment, you know? So, like, you take your grandparents' generation where they had World War II, they were kind of humbled as like a species, you know? Like, yeah. They're all the men went and fought a world war, and then they came back and had a bunch of babies and had baby boomers. Right now, it's like it's like Shannon works in the hospital and nice to you, so like I can't like even go. I really shouldn't be in contact with her at all because you know she's going to be seeing patients and whatever else. So there's probably like thousands and millions of other people that are doing something similar, they're having to sacrifice something that we've never had to before. And uh, I think out of this, it's going to come more good than bad, hopefully. So what do you think about that?
0: I think so too. I think think people could really come out of this. You know, they, I think so far everyone's, you know, this has only been a little bit. So everyone's kind of, they'll stay inside, they'll watch Netflix, they'll play video games, whatever but I think a lot of people will start to realize like I have all this time now I can pick up the guitar that I've always wanted to play that I bought. You know, I can do, you know, whatever it is, to start a business online. It's it's so easy to start a business, especially with everything online. I was seeing these businesses that were starting in uh, New York. They had people who older people who couldn't go out, couldn't go get food, couldn't get groceries. And they've set up a system to where, they basically order it and somebody goes and picks it up and brings everything. They just set it outside the doorstep and then they, they leave. So they never have to go outside to get their supplies or whatever. So I think in times like this, like you said, adversity creates greatness. And I think people, there are going to be people who find a way to do that because it's beneficial, not only to themselves, but to other people. And I think that, that coming out of this, people are going to do, they're going to either do something that, improves the area around them or they're going to do something to improve themselves. And which I think, I think it's cool. And I really can't wait to see I've, I've been asking a lot of my friends and stuff like, Hey, what are you, like, I know we're just chilling, but what are you doing? Like, are you trying to do something? I have a buddy of mine who's trying to learn how to play the ukulele. And so he's been giving me like daily updates, like, dude, you know, I'm learning this song. I'm learning these chords. And it's cool to just kind of see the progress that normally people would be like, nah, I don't have time for that. You know? So now people don't really have an excuse, and now it's like, oh, better get my ass in gear.
1: Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity as well as a um, problem because you're inside all day, trying to figure out what to do, and trying to figure out how to keep working in a way. It's just crazy, dude. It really is. Like we're we're just we're in a time that is truly never happened it's it's never happened like this the olympics gets canceled the nba gets canceled the airlines lose a 100 billion dollars in revenue in a a quarter like just crazy crazy stuff where our, our world as we know it not even our country but even like the whole world is paying attention to this thing and we don't even know we won't even understand We'll probably never understand the full extent of what this actually meant for the long term or like in the macro scale. But even just to understand it a little bit is unbelievable because we won't even be able to understand until it's all over. And then when we read about it and we're like, oh, yeah, we were alive during that time. And that's, yeah, that's what we did. And then, and then like once all of the stats come out and like all of the reasons why. It's just going to be crazy. But right now, we're living in the middle of it, and we don't know. We don't know what's going on. We really have no clue. We have a little bit of an idea.
0: uh, Well, I think it happened because of this. I think it happened because of this. Well, We're not really going to know, like you said. We don't know. We
1: don't know. And that's
0: the crazy thing.
1: How much do you think positivity – damn so like just now uh shannon's sister is a doctor in california mm-hmm. and just texted us and said she just sent this screenshot of someone and it's a, it's a it's a facebook post and it says i'm taking care of several patients younger than me i'm 33 who are intubated and on ventilators in the icu this is not only a disease for the elder for the elderly for covid all adults are fair game so that's new, that's new news. Like, do you remember how this first came out two weeks ago and it was like, it was just for older people. Yeah. But now, I mean, apparently it's not for anybody. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the only thing we can do is be positive about it though. That's really the only thing is that you can be positive and be optimistic and be hopeful. Not blindly. Don't be, it'll be naive, but. Yeah. What is negativity and fear going to do? It's just going to speed up any kind of problems you're already having. It's just going to focus your attention on those problems. So why not be positive? Why not be optimistic? Because in a time where you don't really have a choice now, like I thought of this the other day, actually today, it's fascinating. So you know how like America has a, a really large depression rate. A lot of people are depressed. It's like, okay, well, now that we're faced with like a life or death, situation in a way there's not as much room for excess thought you know it's like you can either be fearful or you cannot be fearful and that's really only two options and if you're not fearful then you just feel different and if you're fearful and you go down that road there's a lot to be scared of right now there's a quite a bit so I think every day one of the main things I focus on is just being mentally prepared for what's to come. Like we haven't even, we haven't even reached the peak or the meat of the cycle in America of what's going to happen. We're just now starting to see it kind of, but we haven't, we're not at a point where we can understand anything that's about to happen. So I'm just preparing myself mentally and trying to be as peaceful as possible for what's to come. If it comes, if it doesn't, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be fearful or anxious or um like worried. Cause what if it never happens as bad as we think it's gonna happen? It's like, okay, so we don't know how bad it's gonna be, but we're going to prepare for how to deal with it if it were to get to that point. Not expecting it, but just preparing. I mean how like much, how much preparation
0: mentally. should to be taken?
1: Say so again, kinda of cut out.
0: How much preparation do you think we should take? Like how far should we go?
1: Far, that, I mean, as far pretty as shutting down too. the Olympics. Like not not even being six feet within the people that you like live around. I think that's like the the, the extent that we have to go right mm-hmm. now. Just because we don't have the data. Like we don't know. So uh, but I mean like preparation for your, for your sanity. Like, okay, let's say you do get admitted and you do have to be on a ventilator and you can't breathe. It's like, okay, well, if, you, if you're not mentally prepared to not be able to breathe, you're gonna freak out and you're gonna panic and you're gonna breathe faster and you're gonna run out of oxygen faster. It's like, okay, well, what if you do have a breathing problem well, then you should be prepared to be at rest and try just to focus on your breathing and just to be okay if you were to die. And that's crazy to say because I don't know what that means. You don't know what that means and no one knows what that means. But to be at peace with it is what it is, um, truly, like not trying to, not psyching yourself out, like, but like really trying to get to that point of just being peaceful and just accepting it for what, it, for what happens and how it comes. Because a lot of healthcare workers have been getting sick or um, during this whole thing because they've been very stressed out. And that's what, that's what has been said, and that's what people think. I don't know that for sure. But healthcare workers have been getting a lot of this because they've been so stressed. And what does that say? It's like, okay, well, then don't be stressed. Okay, well, how do you not be stressed? That's pretty challenging. But you need to work on that. So that's what we have to work on. We need to work on being prepared if we were to get sick because it's going to happen to a lot of people. It's to that point, whether it be thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions. I mean, you just, you have to be as prepared as you can be prepared for anything. It's like expect nothing, but be ready for anything that's going to happen. So like, I really think that that's the majority of what people should be doing is just like being mentally okay to deal with it. Like if you lose a family member over it or if you, your family member gets it or you get it or whatever. Um, I don't know why I'm ranting about this, but I think that's, I think that's where we're at. I think it's like necessary. What do you think? <laughs>
0: that was heavy. Uh, I definitely, I mean, I agree, man. We need to be prepared. And I think that, I think that you can be prepared to a certain extent, and then after that, you have to be content with. All right, I'm prepared if it's going to happen, but now you need to figure. Out. I I think the main one of the main issues people's going to have is like is time. What what are, what are you going to do with your time? Like what? Like you prepare, fantastic. Make sure that you stay six feet apart. Make sure you do whatever. But now, what are you going to do? So find something to preoccupied time is I the people that I know that don't do anything they're just chilling around the house they just stay on Facebook Twitter whatever social media and they just keep getting freaked out because they're like oh no like the news is saying this news is saying this again okay, the news is saying the same thing 20 minutes ago you just keep seeing the same stuff what you, over so again what do you
1: think what do you think the percentage of people that are that are like looking for that that are like looking for something to be said that's going to scare them?
0: I don't know about the percentage. But I can see like who who would like type of people who would be doing that. And I think it's maybe type of people who don't really have something going on in their life or like feeding off of other things that get a lot of attention. And then when they say something mm-hmm. about it, they feel, okay, like I'm including myself. And now, I, now I, I'm part of it. And so they get a lot of attention from it. I think, I feel that's kind of where that need comes from to comment on it and say whatever. Um, I mean, not just, I mean, some people, most people do it, but like there's some people who they make a living out of it. You know, they just, they'll stay on social media and that's all that they talk about, all they talk about. I had to get off the other day. I was on Twitter and I just got lost. And because all everyone's talking about. And I'm like, can we talk about something funny? Can we talk about? Well, dude, I thought about
1: that today too. So, but think about why that's all we're talking about, okay? So if we have a hurricane or something, right, a natural disaster that destroys something or whatever. So if you have a hurricane, everybody's like, okay, a hurricane is coming. It's going to hit here. We need to leave and do the best we can with our home so that it doesn't flood or someone doesn't break into it. Something mm-hmm. that simple, right? Then you leave, okay? Then you leave and you know that your well-being is much safer because you were able to leave. You're like you're out, you're you, now you're in Oklahoma, you're not in Louisiana anymore. You know that the odds of you getting hurt are 0 from the hurricane. Now it's like any if I have touched this, I got to think of the last time I grabbed this. And where I got it from, and is there a vi- almost there is there a virus on here, or like if I leave my house, I'm thinking, well, is it is it airborne? Is it on my my door handle of my truck? Yeah. If I go get groceries, is it on the groceries? Is it is it on the little the buggy that I push and forgot to wipe it down? So it's like on the forefront of our thought because it's constantly endangering our existence. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like you can just leave. And come back once it's all over. It's like you can't do anything. You you literally can't do anything. You have to stay in your house. Anytime you do leave and go anywhere, you're putting yourself at risk because we can't see this thing. And it's supposed to be huge millions of people, not just half a million. And we're just starting. So think about in 30 days, whenever the numbers are going to be at 16 million and not half a million and then what's the conversation and
0: i think i think the other side of that quarter is yeah you can leave and you can come back but you can come back because you know, and like you know when you're going to come back like unless, right. unless it's just like completely destroyed and you have to wait a little bit longer whatever there's a time on it. you can say okay a hurricane's going to come through we have to wait for everything to the flooding to go down whatever it'll be a month okay cool we can deal with a month we, we have no clue the time limit like well there's no there's no foreseeable no into it so it's just no one has an end goal so then when you have the government who puts in you know the quarantine or whatever for people's safety but it's like okay how long does this last how long yeah. how nobody knows and i think that that's what also freaks them out you know and i remember i used to watch the walking dead and there's you know this one one speech that the guy gives he's like rick you go outside, you risk your life, man. You risk your life doing this, doing whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, but that's like, that's the new normal. That's what they have to cope with. It's like, the virus is going to leave, and then we're going to have something else to cope. Like, we're going to have a new normal, I think, after the virus. And, but, still the thing is like, it's not like we've completely shifted to something new, and this is how it is from now on. It, it, there's there's going to be an end to it, but we just don't know when the end is. So it's not like you can conform to something and then like live. You can't live how you were living during the coronavirus time for the rest of your life. You know, it's going to, it's, it's, am I making sense right now?
1: Yes. So when do you think, so think about this. Trump wants people to go back to work as soon as possible. And he's thinking like middle of Easter, Right what do you think about that do you think that's going to be a huge mistake that we haven't even seen the beginning of this yet or do you think it's going to be on the tail end of it and we're going to be able to measure the results by then which is pretty much two weeks from now honestly we ought to do this every day by the way too like until this like we ought to spend this like 45 minutes every day just talking about this just this just to see the progression of it Yeah.
0: So I, I understand why he's doing it because you want to get people back to work, you know. Because if everyone just stops working, then the economy is gonna, you know, be destroyed. Then we're really gonna have an issue, especially after the virus is done, because businesses yep. will have failed and all this, whatever. So I get why he wants to do it. I don't know that this is the best time to do it because, like I said, we just don't know anything and we don't know enough. And the bad part about it is, is that it's a waiting game. You kind of have to wait and see how the virus spreads, how many people it's really going to affect, uh, how deadly it's going to be. And also, uh, you know, are we going to be able to have a vaccine? I was talking to my brother. I mean, he's going to pharmacy school and he was telling me about, you know, they've studied diseases, whatever, and whatever. They have some class where they to study it at McNeese. And he was talking about, he said, Dude, it could be like 16 to 18 months before they find a vaccine. Cause that, cause you have to do trials and make sure there's no side effects and, so, I mean, I know that they have some stuff that Trump's talking about. Uh, I forget what it's called, but they have like something that they're using to help treat people with the virus. And I think it's crazy how those two people, I think it was in Arizona, they took the chlorine tabs from the, the, uh, a fish tank because it was chlorine something that, or the tabs that people were taking that was helping them fight the disease. So these two people just took chlorine tabs that you're used to like filter a fish tank and one of them ended up dying from it and the other said oh, oh, well, Yeah. And then I saw like the media was like, Oh, well, these people are dying because Trump told them to take this. And it's like, well, that's that's not exactly what he said. He cuz there's two, oh, wow. there are two different things. I mean, no hospital is treating people with chlorine taps from a fish. Tank. So I think it's very interesting to see. And another thing that you see is is I know the Democratic, you know, they're the Democrats are doing their you know, who's, who's going to be the runner of or the runner for the Democratic Party? And it's like that, all that has just been completely thrown out the window. I haven't heard anybody talk about that, nothing. And for good reason, because it's like, you know, now, you know, we need to focus on the disease and everything. So I think, I think the election is going to be another thing that we'll have to, we'll have to see how it impacts, because what happens if like the virus is too bad? And so now we have to move back the election. Yeah, you know, that's happened in Louisiana.
1: Dude, that would that would be monumental. That'd be just be another thing that never happened before.
0: Exactly. And then, so not only would you have to worry about the implications of protecting people from the virus, but now you have, is this a political thing? Is what, What's the move here, you know? And I, I, so I, I think it's going to be very interesting to sit here and watch, for
1: sure. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Dude, what if the internet did break?
0: If the internet broke, man, I think that'd be it. It'd be chaos and anarchy. Because all these people who have nothing to do—that's what they're spending their time doing, you know. So I don't—I don't know if you've driven around Lake Charles recently, but it looks like the guys to France because everybody's riding on bikes everywhere. You know? Yeah, I've noticed that, like bikes jogging bikes and stuff. Down. Yeah, which is cool. I think it's great that everyone's like actually getting outdoors and. I walked outside the other day and I was like, wow, outside doesn't even look real because I've been inside all day and just, you know, cooped up. And thankfully we have a cool yard that I can walk around, but some people don't, man. So they're just, just I, I went to go, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. So for sure.
1: I was looking at a video of a guy that was in New York. They were all in the apartment buildings and stuff and like they legitimately can't leave their apartment like they're not living in like a little house on a street where they can go take a stroll uh they'd have they'd be like in the middle of a city like a city city walking around on concrete with people everywhere that are still walking on the streets at least here the population isn't so dense that it's i think we're going to be able to control it very well here yeah um Another thing I noticed too is like I was thinking about moving to like Austin or something, like a bigger city. This puts a whole different perception on things. Like, that's like the, the last thing I want to think about is like moving. You know, this is another thing too I thought about. I was like, you know, I really don't necessarily want to move anywhere right now, but that's not even because that's not a luxury that we have right now. You know what I mean? It's not an option. It, the option is that to survive. So we're trying to survive. We're trying to just do the essential things. And I think America going, going overseas and going to Lebanon and going to Italy and, and seeing different cultures, um, for me, was really, really cool. So like in Lebanon, the, the anything delivery has been going on for a, a long time. Like, um, that's just one little tiny example, but America really does live in a very comfortable environment most of the time. So this throwing us for a big loop. um, I'm just curious, man, because it's affecting everybody. So what is everybody thinking? Everybody like there's different things people are thinking of, like we're going to be okay financially for the next however many months. But who's the guy that wasn't reading the right material at 17, 18, wasn't trying to further their education financially and doesn't have anything saved up. Like I'm worried about those people once the money runs out and once the the ability... It's easy to say stuff whenever you have a shelter and you have money to spend to go buy things. But it's not as easy when you have no option you know so I mean
0: I don't know there's something we'll have to take a look at man I hope you can uh, join me again tomorrow
1: so microphone thing about to fall off Look, like, just took it off completely I love it like a little
0: robot arm beep boop beep boop Well, Cody, I appreciate you coming on the podcast uh, and we'll have to do it again sometime, man. Uh yeah. What would you like me to sing? This is a tale for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shut down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females, get jealous. Okay, Smarty. Girls are, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad, showing body. Girl walks by, you wish you could sex it, but you standing on the wall like you was point dexter. Next day's function, a high class luncheon, food served in your stove cold
1: munching. How was that? Is that good? That was good. Goodbye. Goodbye.